You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Horse. Hopefully. This is episode 336. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, he's Alex. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Sony Japan, Blue Point Studios, and Sony bring you Shadow of the Colossus. Now, you did that on the Lost episode last week, and it still sounds like you're about to jump into... New Age Outlaws territory. I had to bring it back around since the listeners, get, di- listeners didn't get to hear it last week. Yes. We are very sorry about that, listeners. But because of last week's mishap, we have a bonus for this week. We were able to secure a Mr. Stephen Fontana uh, for this episode. I bet you do have a bonus. I bet you do. Woo! I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? How you been? All right. So... Quickly, let's get into it because listeners didn't hear it. You all, th- you two guys watched the Royal Rumble, correct? Uh huh. Are we? I, ha- I did. Are we going to rehash this now? Real quick, because we are pressed for time here. I have a problem with the Rumble and specifically the women's Royal Rumble. Great match, great entertainment. Very impressed that the girls went out of their way. And they didn't dumb it down and, like, oh, through the middle rope. They actually had a legit Royal Rumble. My gripe lies with the fact that 30 women made history, and it's immediately overshadowed because they had Ronda Rousey come out. Well, that that was the point. They set, they set it all up. It's wrong. Eh, it's it? wrong. There, yes. there were, weren't there 16, or, or not 16, there were 12 women that aren't even in the company that were in the Rumble? Like, whatever. Yeah, but, but they did but they did help build the women's division in the company and like a lot of them wanted to come back for it. So I mean I think that was I mean, if you didn't have those women in it, I think it would have been a travesty. Ronda Rousey's gonna take that women's division and bring it places that they couldn't they could have never dreamt. I doubt it. They they could I doubt it. they can headline a, a a women's championship match could headline WrestleMania if Ronda Rousey's part of that card. They could have do that without her. Mm. You're telling me, honestly, you're telling me a Sasha Banks, a Charlotte. They don't transcend transcend sports entertainment. That's that's the thing. Is like, this is like, she's the Brock Lesnar of the female MMA world, and she's in movies now. She's she transcends all that stuff. It's good as the women's division has been. The the superstar power has has arrived in uh, Oscar uh, for the international audiences that that love wrestling, and now. And now you have Rhonda, and she—I'm telling you, she's going to bring in eyes to that company that still haven't taken the women seriously. And it's going to happen. I wish she didn't have she didn't come in off of two of the biggest losses, you know, in the in UFC women's UFC history. But whatever, no big deal. All right, Alex, you want to have any comments? No, I think they basically should have saved Ronda Rousey's debut for Raw the next night and just let have Oscar I agree. and Charlotte and Alexa Bliss have that moment at the end of the Rumble. So I, I fully agree. 
You didn't have to bring Rhonda out at that point, is what I'm saying. Also, Rhonda looked completely out of place as she kept pointing at the fucking WrestleMania sign like a moron. Yep. There was no point for her to come out, because she came out, tried to shake Asuka's hand, Asuka slapped it away, which I like. I like that move. But we still don't have an answer of who Asuka's going to face at WrestleMania. Everybody's assuming it's going to be Charlotte, because they're going... if, If... Ronda Rousey's going to Raw. You have to assume that she's probably going to fight Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania, which leaves uh, Charlotte. I don't know that. Sorry. Wow. Every time I. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it does it when I watch TV, too. Uh, but you have to assume that that's who Ronda's going to be fighting. Even though we don't have an official word yet. And they keep alluding to the fact that Asuka still hasn't made a, a choice yet. Yeah, I think that's going to I think that's a fair fair bet. All right, so let's do as we do every week and give you an updated trophy count. I am level 34, total trophies of 8,789 with 86 platinums. Now, I know my online profile does not show that because as Steven pointed out, I am hiding my platinums until I reach 100. Mhm. But uh Alex, you have seen the trophies, you know they exist. So yeah, you showed them to you, Yield and I last week. So the the proof is there, but on my online profile it does not show that. I don't even know what my online profile says. It probably still says I have eighty one platinums. Alex, so I am level thirty. I have six thousand five hundred and thirty five total trophies and ninety six platinums and ninety five games. But I am inching ever so close to my best best platinum ever. Uh, that's what that's within debate oh yeah whatever tricky well i we we lost last week's show but what i think i'm gonna do is because we're not gonna do the topic of the week this week because me and you had a good conversation about uh shadow of the colossus and the last of us and how why we feel is a better game and whatnot the audio is jacked but i'm gonna try my best to salvage that part and probably release that as a you know, a bonus to one of the future episodes. Or we could just, since we're uh, not doing Topic of the Week, we could just do it again here. Well, we are doing the Topic of the Week here. Oh, never mind, then. <laughs> uh, yield is level 25, total trophies of 4,929 with 74 Platinums. Steve! I am level 14 with a total trophy count of 1803, and I have five Platinums. That's right, I'm up a Platinum. Yeah, we we talked about that last week. You got the the Batman one. I did, I did. I really enjoyed it. It was a it was a fun adventure. I I could have swore the fifth episode was out on the second one, so now I'm a little upset that I can't go right into it because I'm not going to play it unless I know at least the date that it's going to come out, so that I could start and then lead up to it. Um, but right. yeah, it was. I'm doing, I'm doing the same thing. Really good experience. I really enjoyed it a lot. And Sid is level 20, 28 with total trophies of 6,510 with 94 Platinums. He's creeping up on you there, Alex. You know what? If Sid passes me, I'm totally cool with that because I'm down with the Sid man. Even though he's chumping Platinums? I like Sid a lot, so I'm cool with whatever Sid wants to do. Oh, so Sid's allowed to chump, but I'm not allowed to chump. Well, you and I have this longer-standing rivalry than Sid and I do, so... And Sid's just so damn nice. <laughs> Sid is nice. Sid also doesn't flap his gums about all the Platinums he's getting. He kind of... He's humble about it. So if he... And Sid did... And Sid did say he's not really racing us to 100, but 
I have this feeling, and I you, you guys know how I love Sid, but I have a feeling that if he makes it to a hundred before we do, the the cocky British attitude is going to come out of him, and he's going to brag to us about it. I don't think he's capable of it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let's get into what we're playing. I can't really tell you what I've been playing, hence the, the hiding of the plat uh, the trophies. But what I will tell you is that I have been playing Life is Strange. I'm working my way through that. I posted a poll in the Facebook group because I'm... Did you, either of you guys play Life is Strange yet? Negative. I have the platinum. All right. So, without going into spoiler territory here, Alex, you'll, be, you'll know what I'm talking about. I made a choice at the end of episode three... That severely changed the future and changed the past. And it caused major, major changes. And I'm really regretting because I don't know if I should go back and replay episode three at that point to make the right decision. But I don't know what to do. So. Uh, The only thing that really pissed me off about that was... Like I felt, and maybe this is my fault more than anything, but having no spoilers because I haven't well, been no, 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 yet. having the game like structured the way it was. Like there were times when I would make like a mistake that would lead to like a character dying or something like that, and like I would have to rewind it, and I would literally have to rewind it ten or twelve times just to get through all the choices I could possibly make just to progress in the game. So that was kind of annoying. Yeah, there's a couple points where it's like no matter what you choose. The game is basically telling you you have to rewind and do it this way, which I, I I don't like because if I made that decision, let me live with that decision. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, the other games that I have been playing, uh, I played Hidden Agenda. I like that game. I wish I could play that game with you guys, but unfortunately you have to be, because you control it with your phones, you have to be in the same room with me because you have to be connected to the same Wi-Fi. Mm. Which, which is uh, leading me to the other game that I was playing, which is Knowledge is Power, which I have a major gripe about that game because in order to get that platinum, you have to play a game with six people. And that means you have to get six people in your house to get that platinum. You can't do it over a, a Twitch stream. You can't do it over the internet. You can't do share play. They have to be in the same room with you. Which, maybe be the, the Trumpy side of me, but I think that's kind of BS. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I don't like trophies that make you go do out-of-the-ordinary uh, things that have you go above and beyond the what's built into the gameplay kind of thing. Like, if you need to buy something, in this case... In this case, you have six to, iPhones. Yeah, or you know what? Yeah, you don't necessarily have to do that, obviously. But like, yes, for that's a good example. I like the trophies that are, you know, you go through the game and then maybe do a couple of extra stuff or find some extra things, um, or or trophies that have you do something differently, uh, like the infamous trophies, which were great, uh, where they have you like do stunts and stuff, and you're like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Now I do because I've been trying to hunt this trophy. Um, I, yeah, so I'm I'm with you on that, that I, I hate trophies like that. Honestly, I wouldn't even go for it if I were you. I would be like, okay, if you want to make it that annoying, then I'm not playing your game. Um, but yeah, that's that's my opinion on it. And the only other game that I've been playing was Warcraft Go, which I think I should get props for because I got that platinum. 
uh, because I, I was terrified halfway through the game, through the end of it, uh, because there's nothing but spiders. Mm. And Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. I'm still working on that Platinum. You're getting close. Yes, but uh, it's getting a little annoying now. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm 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 to the like and and Alice can attest to this. I'm to the annoying part of cleanup. So, and they made it extra annoying this time. Lego games are Alex, always you... a fucking grind and it is annoying. <laughs> Alex, what are you playing, sir? I have been focused completely on Shadow of the Colossus and I have to say that I'm going to get the platinum in this game. Um I couldn't get the platinum on the PS3 version. Uh, it was really hard because you had to um, uh, you had to collect all the uh, lizard tails as well as all the fruit on the map, and it just seemed really arduous, and I kind of just never really wanted to do it. Um, but this game, like you have to, you know, still have to increase your stamina bar or max out your stamina bar and your health bar, uh, but you don't need to collect everything in the world, which helps. You basically just have to play the game over and over again, and that's the point I'm at because I've beaten the game once on normal, beaten the speed run on hard, uh, beaten normal time attack, and beaten hard time attack. So I have all the weapons, and I got the Queen Sword, which allows you to kill a Col- or a, uh, take out a Colossus Sigil, its vital point, with one hit. So it basically, I'm at this point where I'm playing on the game on easy and just trying to get enough stamina to climb the uh, climb to the secret garden in the game. So at this point, it's just a matter of time. Kind of, right. kind Steven? of the most grindy that Shadow of the Colossus can get. Uh, well, as you, we alluded to, I played through Batman, uh, that was last weekend, um, I haven't been on a show since, since the week before, so, um, yeah, I did that, uh, I've been playing a lot of Cat Quest on my Switch, I know we don't, not gonna talk too much about that, but I'm really digging that, um, that's really it as far as PlayStation, um, I'm looking forward to starting, uh, Stick of, uh, yeah, Stick of Truth, and then I'm gonna go into, uh, Fractured But Whole after that, um, those are sitting on my backlog, so, um, and then of course, Jumping in Horizon and taking down some uh, giant robot dinosaurs, but that's that's it for me. All right, let's get into our news. Uh, now we're going to recap some news that's a little from last week's agenda too. So some of this news is going to be a little old, but you know we want to give you our perspectives on it. Uh, first story is Monster Hunter World is now the fastest selling game in Capcom's history. Uh, this article is coming from IGN. Monster Hunter World has been flying off the shelves by all accounts, with 5 million copies shipped in three days following its launch. Capcom has also reported units have shipped have reached 6 million mark, making it the fastest-selling Capcom game to date. And that's just on consoles, because the PC version has the potential to inject some momentum into the game's sales figures when it releases later this year. Now, it is also worth noting that Capcom said they have shipped 6 million. That's not sold to consumers. That's not in people's homes, but that is a good mark for Capcom because obviously the demand is out there that they've had to ship six million copies. Yeah, it's uh, it's really amazing stuff. I mean, the the streaming community is all about this game. Um, I'm seeing dozens and dozens and dozens of them just on PS4 alone. If you're going on the on the Twitch app or or the live from PlayStation app, um. Yeah, it's it's insane what that game has done. I know uh, Andy, uh, my co-host on Dual Screens, he's been playing that a lot. Um, he's trying to get me into it. Unfortunately, I told him once once I tackle a couple more games in my backlog, then I'll jump into it. But um, 
yeah, I played it. I streamed it for about two hours a couple of weeks ago. It was my first ever Monster War, uh, Monster Hunter game. Um, I could definitely see the hook there, but uh, ultimately, uh, it's it, it's it's really it's a great thing for Capcom that this finally is caught has caught fire in North America. That that that's where I'll leave that because it's always been huge in Japan and even uh, somewhat in Europe, but hitting the North America and 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 getting its teeth into into the north american audience was a huge thing for them so kudos hats off to you also i think it's worth noting here that capcom is celebrating the release of monster hunter world by offering a fifty thousand pound prize for anyone that can produce evidence of a real life monster now okay now, if you need clarification, what they mean is if you could find out that any of these 10 actually exist, Capcom will give you 50,000 pounds, which I think if you actually found this, I think the world would pay you a hell of a lot more money. But <laughs> with that being said, the the creatures that Capcom wants you to find real life proof is Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, the Mongolian Death Worm, the Mermaid Grotesque U... A mermaid, Earthbound, the, a Yeti. <laughs> Wait, Earthbound or Earthbound Three? Mother Three? Are they asking us to find Mother Three? Uh, <laughs> let's see. According to IGN, because uh, they listed the the that's where I'm getting this ten list from. Uh, it says Earthbound, a 19th century clergyman described a mysterious, dreaded sort of animal believed to live in graveyards, burrowing among the dead bodies and devouring them. Believe it or not, this terror-sized animal has been reported in a remote Scottish graveyard until the present day. Hmm. Very close uh, to Mother 3. And like I said, the Yeti, the uh, Chucacabra. Chuka, Chuka, Chuka Chucacabra. There you go. I, I, I was getting ready to say it, and then you, you cut me off. Uh, the Flying Snake of Namibia. Mm-hmm. The Yowie. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the Cornish Owlman. Hmm. So, so if you can find that ten of those exist, celebrate your winnings for Capcom because they're going to give you fifty thousand pounds. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> uh, but speaking of monsters, Monsters Inc. has been revealed to be a part of Kingdom Hearts Three. Uh, Kingdom Hearts will include a world-themed after Monsters, Inc., the second, second Pixar franchise to be added to the upcoming RPG. Along the, announced alongside a raft of new details at the D, at D23 Expo in Japan, the world features Sora, Goofy, and Donald turned into monsters and sees them meeting with Sully, Mike, and Boo. Uh, a new gameplay trailer has showed out, uh, and they said that there will be a release date announced at E3. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> uh, PlayStation VR is getting a big price drop. Uh, for a limited time, you'll be able to pick up the standalone headset for $200. Uh, as detailed on the PlayStation blog, the standalone headset will cost $200 from February 18th to March 3rd. It's originally priced at $300. Additionally, two PR PSVR bundles are getting substantial price cuts during the same time period. The Doom... VFR bundle will now cost $300, originally 400 
The bundle comes with the VR headset, a PlayStation camera, the VR demo disc 2.0, and a copy of Doom VFR. Also, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim bundle will be priced at $350, originally $450. The bundle includes a VR headset, a PlayStation camera, two move controllers, the demo disc 2.0, and a copy of Skyrim VR, which also features the game's Dawn Guard, Healthfire, and Dragonborn add-ons. So, if you're looking to get in VR, now is a good time to do that. Yeah, man, 200 bucks. This may be the time, Alex. This may be our chance. You know, I you know there's some cool games coming out. Moss, of course, with our little uh, little mouse bite. I cannot wait for that game. Well, it looks charming. Um, and also the Impatient, of course, from the wonderful folks at Supermassive Games. They've got a lot of games coming out for the uh, for the VR. Uh, I mean, I mean, Resident Evil is a game. Resident Evil Seven is a game that could be cool to play in VR. But just I don't know. I have my PlayStation Four. I don't really want to spend more money on the console at this point. So. Even the price cut, which I mean, it's it's a good price for that. I just I'm not gonna bite. Two hundred dollars is still more than I will have ever spent to throw up. Um, <laughs> the last time you have vertigo issues there. <laughs> yes, I have massive vertigo issues, and the last time I paid to throw up was when I went to Six Flags about three years ago, um, and. After every ride, I spent a half an hour throwing up. So I don't think I'm, yeah. I'm uh, well. Privy Six to be Flags spending. definitely cost you more than two hundred dollars. No, Six Flags wound up costing me like seventy bucks that day. Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> uh, thanks for going along with that joke. <laughs> the beta for PS4 firmware five point five began rolling out, and new features include more organizations. Uh, options and the ability to customize U- UI. Now, I know you guys talked about this last show, but uh, Yield's not here again. <laughs> uh, he was going to be on last week's show. That's why I put this topic in there. But I thought this was cool to mention because you guys didn't talk about that one of the features in 5.5 is the ability to do custom themes for your PS4. Yes, that that's definitely one of the cool features of this one. Yeah, for sure. I know you guys didn't talk about that last week, so I wanted to bring that up real quick uh the next topic we have konami is investigating why the metal gear solid nuclear disarmament cutscene unexpectedly went live i know nothing about this this is the first time i'm hearing anything about this uh cutscene but it's i gotta be honest it's absolutely terrifying that this <laughs> happened unexpectedly <laughs> all right so let, let me let me explain to you what happened in the game, uh, as part of the game, is you have to make a nuclear bomb. Sure. And in order to get a trophy, you have to dis- disable the bomb. Mm-hmm. Okay. So could Konami set up this certain cutscene that wants everybody in the world, real-life world, has officially disarmed their bombs... This cutscene would trigger in the game, at announcing that there is no more nuclear weapons in the world. Interesting, huh? So, the problem with that is the cutscene went off, and there's still nuclear bo- bombs out there. Oh boy! 
So, reading the article that comes from IGN, the nuclear disarmament cutscene discovered by data miners as posted on YouTube shortly after the Phantom Pain was released in September 2015. However, the condition necessary to trigger the cutscene has long been considered nearly impossible to meet. All the nuclear bombs at the FOBs of every player on a certain platform must be dismantled. On February 2nd, the cutscene was finally triggered on the PC version of the Phantom Pain. However, according to the official Japanese Metal Gear Twitter account, Steam users possessed nearly 10,000 nukes as of September 1st, <laughs> making it making the sudden drop to zero highly unlikely. Konami, Konami has since confirmed the cutscene was triggered without the nuke count actually reaching zero, although it didn't offer an explanation as to what happened. Quote, we'd like to apologize for the inconvenience and reassure you that they will investigate the matter as well as take the necessary action to avoid this in the future. End quote. It's amazing that this is what we're calling inconvenience now. Yeah, that's exactly my <laughs> point. We're sorry that a, a cutscene triggered in your game. <laughs> oh, man. Also coming in 5.5, uh, possibly, and I don't want to put hope out there. Uh, Sony is sending out a survey to PlayStation Network name changes. Anonymous tipper, uh, basically somebody that broke the NDA, forwarded, <laughs> forwarded an email from the platform holder regarding the oft-requested functionality in which manufacturer ponders whether gamers are actually interested in the feature or not. That's an actual All, line all the they have to do is, is open their eyelids and their ear holes, and they would find that out very quickly. Well, the article goes on to say, surely it only needs to read the comment section of virtually any video game website to come to conclusion on that. The company is requesting uh, from those selected to take the survey, but we've seen the email and confirm it's legitimate. The correspondence does stress that it, quote, can't be sure whether this feature will be added or not, but we can make sure your opinions on the matter will be heard. Uh, so, now here's the thing. Uh, oh, I mean, let me let me go before that. The survey goes on to propose how PSN name changes would work. According to the questionnaire, you would be able to change your name multiple times for free, but you would only be able to do it once every six months. Okay. Moreover, if you want to change your PlayStation name back to an older handle, you have to contact customer support. Now, I bring this up for two reasons. One... How does Sony not know that this is something people fucking want? I mean, me personally, I don't want it. I like my name. I don't need to change it. I wasn't some stoner kid that made uh, Pot Smoker 420 as my PSN name. But is this a dig at Microsoft because Microsoft charges you $10 to change your name? And now Sony says, we could do it and we're going to make it free. No, because Sony's been trying to do or <laughs> people have been wanting this for about six years. I would pay $30 if they allowed this six years ago. Alex? No, I think it's just kind of something that, like as Steven said, people have wanted for a while. Uh, every, it seems like everyone on every platform, uh, whether you're Xbox or whether you're PlayStation, kind of wants this feature. Uh, I mean, as you get older, as you you know, you get on in your generations, uh, you 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 change, you evolve. So uh, I think that people, as they age, they may want to change their name, a, game, a name that seemed cool, you know, seven years ago. Even if it wasn't some lame drug or sex reference, I definitely think that you know people may want to change it. So I think it's good that Sony is allowing people to change it for free, and I don't think it's necessarily a dig at Microsoft. I mean, if it were a dig at Microsoft, I you know, if they got on stage at E3 and made a comment about it, then I would say it was a dig. 
but just simply in enabling people to do this and not necessarily like publicizing it in any big way in a form or a show, I don't think it's a dig. I think it's just them doing what their customers want. I actually, I, you had mentioned that you know people who made dumb names as their adolescents. The other, the the other side, the a lot of the people that I see that want to change their names are not necessarily people that have stupid names, but the people who later in life became like a streamer or an influencer, and they want to have a ubiquitous ubiqu ubiquity well, yeah. across all yeah, of I, their. I, I... Of course, I said that as a joke. I didn't mean no, no, no. I know, I know. Legit, no, no. no, But but it's true. I mean, there are people. There are like my name, Batchild Twenty Seven, was because I played a part in a play, and he and he was nicknamed the Batchild, and Twenty Seven was my baseball number in high school. So that was the only reason why I chose that name, and I've had to use that name on Steam, on uh, Nintendo, you know, where, where you put your nickname, on Xbox, on everything. Everything, every handle I have is the same thing because I did this one thing on the first one, which was PlayStation. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I think that, you know, I would rather use something a little bit different, a little bit more me and less 16-year-old me, but, you know, whatever. I, I just... I... The only thing that it, once we get name changes, the only thing I'm gonna miss is the kind of funny uh, routine of bad name changes. Because when uh, PS I Love You XOXO was still going, I still remember the funniest name I heard, and that was "I'm not gay, but five dollars is five dollars." Solid name. <laughs> uh, no laugh from Alex. <laughs> no, I uh, I still think. And I don't know why this was funny to me, but when I saw it, I, it was on the PS3, so it was years ago. But there was a guy or someone, a guy or a woman, on the network that had a name worked at Subway. And I just thought that that was fu- – for some reason, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> worked at Subway killed you. Yes. For some reason, it just hit me in the right spot on the right day. Um, there's been some dumb <laughs> names that I've seen like more recently that are funny too, but that was the one that's really stuck with me. All right, so that's the end of our news, but we're going to get into our topic of the week. Now, I'm going to preface this. We're not going to get into the political nature of this topic. We're just going to talk about the the topic at hand, okay? So I want all three of us to stay away from the politics of it and just talk about the the topic at hand. The topic at hand is legislation has been proposed in Hawaii to limit the sale of loot boxes. Lawmakers in uh, this article is coming from IGN and it's written by Hope Corrigan. Following in, uh, in Stephen's footsteps there. Very well done. <laughs> this I'm going to read the article in full so we all have an understanding oh, of what's hell's going on. fucking bells. It's not it's not long, Alex. Uh, lawmakers in Hawaii have proposed a series of bills that target the sale of loot boxes in video games. The Hawaii Tribune Herald reports legislation aims to potentially uh, to address potentially exploitative monetization of loot boxes, which can lead players to harbor gaming addic- gambling addictions. Two of the bills, if passed, will stop sales from, of games in which players under the age of 21 can use real money to buy randomized rewards. Exactly how this could be regulated is not clear. Another set of bills would see games with the purchasable loot boxes 
or other random rewards feature labeled to disclose as such, as well as display the probability rates of prizes. Longtime gamer and state representation Chris Lee, who revealed last year that he and others were looking into such legislation, now says, I've watched firsthand the evolution of the industry from one that seeks to create new things to one that's begun to exploit people, especially children, to maximize profit. It's a $30 billion industry. It's bigger than Hollywood. It's an industry that can reach into everyone's pockets and phones and consoles and PC, but there's no authority to force them to disclose their practices. That's an end quote from him. Hawaii is not the only state looking to impose legislation. A Washington state senator is also pushing for a new bill. Loot boxes have become big news all over the world since the controversy around Star Wars Battlefront 2's microtransactions, though countries like the UK and New Zealand declared that loot boxes are not gambling. Belgium, on the other hand, sees the issue differently and is seeking to ban loot boxes in Europe. So, we haven't really got into the loot box discussion on Trophy Whores. So, I want to focus, one, two questions to you guys. One, are loot boxes considered gambling? And two, should our government, or any government, be looking to regulate it? Steve, uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Well, I mean, as far as gambling goes here in the U.S., like, it, different states have different regulations. So, I mean, if this is seen as, as gambling, like, shouldn't the states regulate it as opposed to the federal government? Well, do you think it's gambling? Uh, I mean, I think we've had this discussion on the show before, but I'll, uh, I think that, you know, for me, you are, a loot box is you are essentially correct, like, paying for something and getting something in return, correct? Well, there there are see well, no, the wait, problem. Wait, you basically, you're basically paying for something where you may get like a duplicate item or something you don't want, correct? Yeah, right. But but there's certain games that you get the loot boxes within the game. There's the problem like with Star Wars Battlefront Two, where people could buy the loot boxes and unlock characters that gave you a pay to win. So there's there's two sides of that that coin. One is in game inboxes where you're paying no real life money for them, and then there's the loot boxes that you pay real money for. Well, so then I mean that issue is not doesn't have to do with gambling. It's just shitty like game design or like a shitty practice by a, a developer and a publisher to essentially enact a pay to win formula. For me. You know, you may you're paying for something and getting something in return. To me, gambling is if you're paying if you're putting in money like with a lottery ticket, and there's potential for you to get nothing back. You lose that money with having with getting nothing of value. That's gambling to me. Uh, like playing backgammon or like uh playing poker. There's a chance where you could put in a lot of money on the line and you get nothing back because you don't have the best cards or you don't have the right cards. Um, so. I think that this is not gambling. Even if you get an item that you don't want or a duplicate, you're still getting something of value for your money. All right. All right. Um, just just on the gambling aspect right now, Stephen. Yeah. So I, I think it is a form of gambling. It definitely attacks the the same centers of the brain that are that cause addiction to gambling are affected there. It's a it's a release of endorphins. Um, it's it's an addictive behavior to try and get the the next cool thing. 
Um, basically, what the way I look at it is this. If you're playing a video game and you're killing a monster and that monster has a 1% chance of dropping this one material that you need to make your armor... So you fight that monster over and over again, and then you finally get it, and then that synapsis uh, fires off in your brain, and you're super excited. Or the winner, winner, chicken dinner, you know, although that's more skill thing, but it's the same trigger. It's a release of endorphins. Now, children who are whose brains are developing, um, they, they're more susceptible to uh, these patterns of behavior, of falling into traps, of wanting to get this over and over again. So... What ha- and that's where most gambling addiction and alcohol addiction and drug addiction happens. It happens when your brain is developing in adolescence. So what what I think that is going on here that should be mon- mon- monitored is a game should clearly state that it has this so that it, as a parent, I can say, hey, this game has loot boxes. I don't you're not to spend any money on these things. If you really want something, come to me and ask me and then we'll you know, we'll buy a few. But if you don't get what you want, don't be disappointed. That that kind of conversation should be happening with children. Well, also, um, here's another – sorry, Stephen. I didn't mean to uh, kind of cut yeah, you no off uh, But like uh, I brought this up in a discussion before. Uh, like Pokemon cards or like a pack of baseball cards. Do you consider that gambling? Mm-hmm. Because you're putting in money and you could potentially get a um, – a-, a bunch yeah. of duplicates. Right, but the the difference is that that's a collectible card game. Like that, that's the same as baseball cards. Is the same as whatever. It's but the other thing was in Pokemon cards and most every trading card game I've ever played, you're guaranteed one rare card in every pack. With these loot boxes, you're literally. And the other thing is they have no monetary value outside of that game. Whereas the cards you can sell, you can trade. You can't physically trade. A hat that you get in in a game. Have you ever, have you well, ever tried I, I to sell without... Pokemon cards? Because they uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They don't fetch a ton of money. Um, no, they, they, but they, I think they I I think what Alex was getting to, and I don't want to speak for him, was the fact that baseball cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon cards. They're by your definition, it's all triggering that gambling aspect in their brains too. Forget the fact that they you know they have a physical thing that you can sell later. It's all touching on that gambling aspect, according to your article, or your your argument. You're you're also paying sixty dollars to play a game, and then there's this other thing added onto it on top of that. I think that it's a it's predatory how how it's structured right now. So it and but I don't I don't have a problem with loot boxes. Like in general, I don't have a problem with it. What what my my issue obviously there's the pay to win strategy but even if you remove the whole pay to win situation which is the only reason why it was brought into the limelight is because fans of the game not parents parents weren't mad that their kids weren't getting a certain item or whatever in the game what happened was gamers got pissed off because they realized other gamers can spend hundreds of dollars and not get get anywhere with it you know whatever so i think that for the the number one the the first part of the legislation the sell, not selling it under twenty one I think that's bogus I think that's stupid and it will never happen. The I, well I don't I don't want to go there yet I don't I I want to get to that part of the conversation but I don't want to go there yet. Uh, I it, see the problem with me is I don't I see this gambling but I don't see this gambling because there is a gamble of what you're going to get in the loot box so by the definition of that. 
yes, that's gambling. But I don't see it as gambling because of the fact of it's not all, you're not necessarily just, do, not all situations are you using real money to get those items. I could play Fortnite all day and not pay for a loot box, and I get a loot box for, by doing uh, an in-game achievement. Same thing with uh, Overwatch. You you brought up the fact that like as you're playing like an MMO like World of Warcraft, if you got to kill this uh, this creature and he has a one percent drop uh, percent chance to drop that thing, you're going to continue to do that. That's all in game. So, it, it, to me, it's a form of gambling, but it's not gambling like you're sitting down and playing cards or you're you're playing the lotto and stuff like that. So. They also that, that's they also have have not explicitly said that the ones that you don't pay for are a target here. Um only the second part of the legislation do- uh states that they're talking about spending the money to get the loot crates. That that that's the main target of the legislation. Um so I think your argument, I don't think you need to worry about that side of it, about earning loot loot boxes. I don't think you have to worry about. Um but it is the predatory type, which are give us a dollar, give us five dollars, give us ten dollars, give us twenty dollars, and get these loot boxes that may give you nothing that you want. Um, that's that's the gamble there. Um, I think a responsible adult can make that decision and say, okay, I'll, I'll support them. I'll give them five bucks, whatever. But we also know that there are there are adults, adults. There are adults that are not responsible. That has happened in the past where adults have put themselves into debt buying loot boxes and and whatnot so yeah but people have put themselves in debt going to casinos right but there are and, but there are yes, laws they, they there are laws that say that if you're under a certain age you can't do that and that's what they're well, trying yeah, to say true well that that is true but we're talking about adults here you you're saying adults get into bad habits bankrupting themselves gambling right and, and the same the same thing applies to somebody that's going to a casino but they, but that they can make but they goes, can make that choice within the rules of that are set forth right now. Children can are making those decisions for themselves with their parents, cards or whatever. They are making that choice and they're not equipped to make those decisions at the age. But that I, they I, are. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off because of the fact that that to me, if a kid is running up their parents' credit card on a game, that sounds like a parenting problem to me because the parent is allowing their kid access to their credit cards. My daughter does not have access to my credit cards. She doesn't know where they are. She doesn't know they exist. No, but a lot of that, that's, but a, lot that's of a parents, parenting problem to me. A lot of parents, but you, you also have to understand that p- the parents of of yesterday, the 60, 55 to like and up parents are not on top of the technology the technology is outpacing their 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 abilities to understand like my parents my my mom understands a lot more than my dad but like my dad wouldn't know for example when i was a kid and i played mmos i was playing final fantasy uh, 11 and city of heroes my dad had no idea that his card was getting charged every month for me to play that game I asked him for his card once. I said, I want to play a game with my friends. He said, here. He said, how much is it? I said, $15. But it would charge him $15 for the next three years. And he had no idea. So, what? and, that, and he's not stupid. And it wasn't a parenting issue. It was, he didn't know because he doesn't know to look for stuff like that. But if, you know, we're not telling you, okay, parents, you have to go to IGN now 
every day so that you're up to, to date on what your kids are doing. Like that that's an unrealistic thing to ask of parents. However, if you say parents, I, I you don't disagree have to agree with that. Uh, well, that's because you're a gamer. There, no, I, I look at it as the fact that it, it like my daughter likes playing Roblox. But I told her flat out, Roblox is a is a free to play game. She you know she could buy Roblox. How do you know that? How do you know that? How do you know it's a free to play game? Because when she asked me if she could play the game, I t- I said to her, How do you know? How do you know I, that it is not? I'm her. explaining it to you. I'm explaining it to you. When my daughter said she wanted to play Roblox, she she said, "Daddy, can you get me Roblox?" I said, "I don't have the money to buy the game right now." She said, "It's free to play." I went did the research because I know at now the gamer side of my brain hit kicked in and said if it's a free to play game that means there's microtransactions in the game. Now I understand ordinary platonic parent may not do that same thing. But I would argue and I know that there will be pushback against this argument is that if you're a parent and you're letting your kid play video games you should be up to date on what's going on and what your kids are playing and whatnot. You, as a parent, forget the gamer side of your brain, Stephen. As as a parent, if your kid came to you and said, I want to play Grand Theft Auto, as a parent, the parent side of your brain doesn't trigger in and go, let me check to see what kind of game Grand Theft Auto is. Absolutely, because the name is Grand Theft Auto. But if my kid comes up to me and says, I want to play Star Wars... I am not, and I don't know anything about video games, but I know Star Wars. I am certainly not going to say, oh, wait, it might have predatory gambling in it. Like, that's that's nonsense. And most parents are not like us. And- but, okay, let me cut you off for a second. Now your kid comes to you, going on your argument, kids comes to you and says, I want to play Star Wars. You're not going to actively leave your credit card number on the PlayStation or the Xbox or whatever. So your kids not going to be able to spend that money. That's my that's my argument is that as a parent you cannot leave access to your money to somebody who doesn't understand the value of money. Right, but why why have that in as part of the system all, at all? Why why even give the chance of something like that happening when it's not going to affect you because you are an adult? The only people that this is going to hinder and protect are children. So okay, but all right, let, let's let's bring the the legislation into this now. Okay, two of the bills, according, go into the article, reading this line from the article. Two of the bills, if passed, will stop the sales of games in players un, in which players under the age of twenty one can use real money to buy randomized rewards. And exactly how this is regulated is unclear. Mm-hmm. That to me, right there is totally bullshit because we all know and Alex I I, I kind of want you to chime in on this too we all know there are parents out there that go out and buy their kids Call of Duty go out and buy their kids Grand Theft Auto go out and buy their kids Leisure Suit Larry and don't give a shit so making a law that says you have to be 21 to buy this game is a bullshit law because there are parents still going to buy games the same way pa- adults still buy beer for kids the same way parents still okay, buy cigarettes well, for kids uh, i'm gonna let i know you want to go to alex but you're you're actually proving the reason why the legislation is important is because what this does now if you if you if a parent 
bypasses the rules and says, I am buying this for my child. The, now the retailer, the publisher, and everybody that made that game is no longer responsible for the fact that the children do whatever they do with that game. And and that's the real the real issue here. That's the real reason why the legislation makes any sense is because it's going to protect the publishers and the game designers and everything like that. Say, like, yes, you can make this, but you you can't just blatantly target children and then parents guess what that label is going to be on the box and if you choose to ignore it and your children does this you can't come after the video game industry because we did our job and regulated it you can't do that and that's what the esrb was did that's what they were there for that's why they are a self-regulated they were a third-party regulation they have nothing to do with the the government because the industry saw that the, it was a problem because parents were marching against uh, Mortal Kombat, and they didn't want, they didn't think that was fair because they, you know, they're making a game for adults. It's not their fault that children are buying it or that parents are buying it for their kids. But now you put the warning label on the box, and now it's legitimately on paper not their fault. All right, Alex. So here's what I think I think that if somebody wants to go to a casino and spend their life savings. Uh, at the blackjack table, that is their choice to make. That is their fuck up to account for. That is their fault. I do not believe that the government should step in and make decisions like that for people. If parents want to allow their kids to play, to have their credit card and buy stuff online, that is the parent's choice. It's not the government's place to step in. So you're against government regulation... Period. Yes. Why? So why should we be told as people that you can't go gamble because you'll lose all your money? At what point do we accept responsibility for ourselves, personal responsibility, and stop allowing somebody else to take it out of our hand? Like I said, if you go and you lose all your money at a casino, that's your fucking fault because you weren't smart enough not to do it. And I have but, no sympathy mm. for people who complain about problems that they create. All right, Steven? Children don't have the capability to make that decision. And if we want to play watchdog and say the parents need to be more watchful or whatever, that's fine. But just think of the shit that you did as a kid that you did that you hid from your parents. Like, the option is there. And it's not going to stop it. And I had said in the beginning of this whole argument that I think the 21-year-old thing, that's not going to work. It's not... I think what can work is if they say any game that has loot boxes is automatically rated M for mature. All right. What what do you guys think? And we'll go to Alex first. What do you guys think about the legislation that makes them have to disclose the probability for the prizes? Uh, I mean, they release odds for the lottery. Um, I believe, and they have odds for like sporting events and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not against that. If you know, um, I, I'm not against that actual. That I mean, I just said I wasn't for certain regulation, but giving people more information, like giving people calorie counts and fat content at restaurants, if you're just giving them information to help them make more informed decisions, I'm fine with that. Stephen, yeah, that that's that's exactly where I fall on on, on the whole thing. I think. Uh, you know, China already does this with their loot box situation. Um, I, I believe South Korea also does this. Um, it's just it, it's a good thing to see. Like, I, 
they a lot of mobile games that I play will tell you that it'll say you know one rare thing guaranteed in this thing, but it's not guaranteed in this thing or whatever. I think that the exactly the more information the better, um, and uh, I I think that my prediction would be that that's the part of the legislation that will pass. Um, it's it's a no brainer really honestly at this point. Um, but yeah, that that's that's my opinion on that whole section. See, see, my all right. As far as government regulation, I don't want any kind of government regulation in my video games. Uh, I think the ESRB uh, was proactive in that uh, initially because they wanted to put uh, warning labels on games, and the ESRB stepped up and said, "No, no, no, no. We'll take care of that. We'll do it," and it's been working just fine. But my problem with the government get involved in this is that you give an inch, they're going to take a mile. Once we open the door and say, okay, the government's going to regulate loot boxes and games. What else are we looking for? And well, the fact of- I, I just, I got to cut you off because now you're getting into the okay. political discussion. Well, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. I, okay. Not, not I'm the not government trying- doesn't always have this nefarious reasons for legislation. No, no, no. I, 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 okay, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to go down that path and say the government's evil. What I'm just saying is, I, I don't like. I think we could regulate this ourselves. I don't think we need an outside source to do that. Is what was what I was trying to get at. I agree with you, and and I think that ultimately that's what's going to happen. Um, I think that we're going to take these things into our own hands and. Uh, the ESRB will have will require certain labels on the games, and that's that's fine. Uh, but at the same time, this guy—I forget the, the the congressman's name—but him standing on his stump making his speeches has uh, has lit a fire under the ass of, of the industry. And I mean, there were rumors, and it's not a story on our doc, but if you want to look it up, we could touch on that as well. But there's rumors that that well, it was actually on, on, it was kind of a shitty rumor, but. There was rumors that EA might lose Star Wars over this whole thing. So, you know. Yeah, I I, I was gonna put that in. Um It was from a site I never heard of, so I didn't wanna like outright. Yeah, that's it, but. that's that's the thing is uh I, that's the reason why I didn't put it in it. Uh the rumor is is that uh Disney and Lucasfilm are considering giving the Star Wars license to other developers. It comes from I'm not gonna say uh uh unreliable site because we really don't know the site. Um, but it doesn't come from a source where we trust. Right. Like, we know that they're reporting it, so there's got to be some truth behind it. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I just, I think we could take care of it on our own. I don't think we need some outside agency. And I want to be clear about something here. This all started based on everything that was going on with Battlefront 2. But I don't think Battlefront 2 is the cause of this. I think it just, that situation lit a fire that was already starting to to burn. It was the shot heard around the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listeners, I want you to tell us how you feel, you know, what what you think. I'm going to be putting up a, uh, a topic in the Trophy Horse group on Facebook once the show goes live, so you guys can tell us what you think, and then we can retouch this in a in a, a future episode. 
because uh, obviously if the legislation is being proposed right now, there's going to be further stories of whether or not it gets proven or not proven, but uh, it passes, it doesn't pass, what's going on. So this is a topic we're going to probably be talking about for a little bit. Uh, but with that being said, let's close out the show. Oh, excuse me. I forgot all about it. I'm so sorry. Sid, do your Sophie's Trophy, sir. Hello again, and welcome back to Sophie's Trophies, episode 27. As always, I'm Sid. Hope you guys are all okay. Um, the game this week is a game I actually got free. Um, you know, if you guys remember when the PSN had an outage for a month or a couple of months, they gave you two games um, as an apology. Um, I, I believe they were hacked, and uh, they did not handle it very well. Um, the two games I got at that time were Infamous and Dead Nation. Um, both really good games. Um, I really enjoyed them both. Platinum both on the PS3. Um, not long after that, when the PS4 came out, um, I got Dead Nation Apocalypse Edition. Um, also for free. Um, now, this is basically Dead Nation um, HD. Alright, it's HD on the PS3, but it was a bit more HD on the PS4. Um, and it came with the Road to Devastation um, add-on. Um, more of that in a bit. Um, I have Platinum this game on the PS3. Um, I am working on it on the PS4 at the moment. I think I have 94% of the trophies. Just a couple of little things to do. And I am also working through it on the PS3. No, beg your pardon, on the PS Vita. Um, I'm just waiting for somebody to join me to do the co-op on that. There have been a few offers. So guys, whenever you're ready, I am up for it. Um, it won't take us long. Okay, so let's go through this trophy list, guys. Um, no, I'll tell you what, before I go through the trophy list, I will explain the game a bit. Um, it is from Housemark. They did Resogun um, Alienation, which is pretty much the same as Dead Nation, but I don't think it's as good. Um, it is a twin stick shooter. Um, you move around with the left stick, you aim your gun with the right stick, and you use R1 or R2 to uh, fire your gun. Um, it is a simple game to play. Um, there are a couple of tough spots in it. Um, it looks really nice, and some of the zombies are really cool, um, especially the clownzo zombies, because when you shoot them, Sometimes you can hear their noses make a squeak noise, which, with my sense of humour, um, I find that really funny. They are my favourite. Okay, guys, let's jump in and get some trophies here, and I can explain a bit more about the game as we go. Um, okay, I am looking at the PS4 edition, um, the Apocalypse edition. So, um, just to let you know, the trophies are the same on the PS3 and the Vita. Right. First one, Romero would be proud. That is the Platinum Collect All Trophies. Um, a ultra rare 0.5. Um, so, as always, get all the other trophies. Um, there are different difficulties on this game. There are one, two, three, four. No, I don't know how many there are. I think there are five difficulties. Um, the, the trophy list is a bit um, different. It's, it's laid out a bit differently. So, let's just go with the five, guys. Uh, you have Brain Dead, Normal, Grim, Morbid, and Undead. 
Um, now, brain dead is really, really, really easy. Uh, morbid, um, that's a hard, hard time, that is. And undead is just ridiculous. Um, there is only one trophy for undead, and that is completing one level on undead. Um, now, the difficulty trophies, uh, they range from uh, complete the game on normal. I can't actually see brain dead here. Um, and that is a 7.8% very rare silver trophy, down to Morbid, which is Morbid Curiosity, and that is a 0.9% uh, gold trophy. Um, there are um, co-op trophies, which I don't like in games, guys, I have to say. Um, it shouldn't make you play through the game in co-op, because as the player base goes off, um, there is less and less chance of actually managing to do this. And the game itself is very strange. You either have to invite somebody into your game who has got it, i.e. a friend, or just sit on the option screen and hopefully wait for somebody to jump in. Um, and that has only happened to me once, and I play through this game a lot. So, yeah, double the action. Complete the game in co-op. 4.6% uh, ultra-rare trophy, uh, for reasons I have just said. Um, and that is a silver then you have the level trophies so you have and so it begins mission one that is a 59.9 percent common trophy that is a bronze so let's just go straight down to the last level and that is uh took the highway complete mission 10. um that is an 11.3 percent very rare trophy it is also a bronze now bear in mind this is complete the level on any difficulty um so you can see, not that many people have actually finished the game as compared to started it. Uh, teamwork, complete a mission in co-op mode, any difficulty level, that is a 33.8%. Um, that is a bronze. Like I say, I, I, the co-op for me ruins it, guys, I have to say. Um, you shouldn't be forced to complete a, game, a level on co-op for a trophy, I don't think. Um, very Dead, that is the complete mission on Undead, uh, a 0.8% ultra rare. Uh, basically, once you've completed the game and unlocked Undead after completing Morbid, just do the first level. Uh, Survivor, complete a mission without dying, 45.3% rare. So that goes without saying, you can do that on the first level on Brain Dead. Skilled, complete a mission without receiving any damage. Now this can be a little tricky because sometimes zombies can be a little hard to see. I have to say it's played from an above view vantage point, almost isometric, although the camera angles do change. Um, and sometimes the zombies do blend in with the background. Um, zombie killer. Kill 1000 zombies. 41.9% uh, rare trophy. Okay, zombie hunter. Kill 10,000 zombies. An 11.9% very rare trophy. And that is a silver. And this is the uh, mother of all zombie hunting trophies. Genocidery. Kill 53,597 zombies. That is a 1.0 ultra rare gold trophy. Why they picked that number, I don't know. There must be a reason for it, but I'm not sure what it is. Um, aim for the head. Perform 500 headshots. Now, realistically, guys, um, you don't really aim, I don't think. You just aim your gun in the general direction, sometimes it will shoot the head. Although, if you hold down your uh, fire button, 
your rifle does do a power shot and that could be it because I think that does shoot the heads off. Um, I'll have to look into that, I'm not too sure, but I, I believe that could be it. Um, up close and personal, perform 500 melee kills. Uh, run up, press, I think it's either R2 or R1 for your melee. Um, on the Vita it is circle. Um, and uh, just kill 500 zombies that way, easy enough to do, do a couple of levels. Uh, blown to bits, blow up 1000 zombies. Pyromaniac, burn 1000 zombies. Now I'm not going to go through each of these rarities guys, um, you know, it's just a quick overview of what trophies there are. So the interesting ones I will point out. Car killer, destroy 500 vehicles. Um, that's quite an interesting one because uh, to get loot in the game you have to open car boots and boxes. Now if you destroy a car or the car blows up before you've undone the boot, that loot is lost and you will lose your chance to get 100% on the level. So just be careful of that, guys, if you are indeed playing this game. Um, upgrader. Upgrade a single stat of any weapon. Weapon specialist. Fully upgrade all stats of any weapon. Um, suit up. Collect an armor piece. Um, there are boxes. Big, big boxes with lights on them. You open those up and you get an armor piece. There are ones for your torso, uh, ones for your legs, and ones for your arms. They uh, upgrade your... Um, health, your stat, uh, your stamina, uh, and your endurance. Uh, they make you run faster. Um, they make you, if your health goes down to a certain point, it will top itself up a little bit, depending on what your stamina is. Um, and also your melee attack. I think that might be endurance. I'm not sure. Um, but it makes uh, using your melee attack a bit, bit simpler. Um, top gear, collect all armor pieces. Pieces, very sorry. Um, contributor, help your country to clear the virus infection. Basically, uh, from what I can remember, guys, um, when you finish a level, it goes into a screen that basically says how your country is doing. So the UK, uh, USA, whatever country it may be, all the people playing the game go into a pool of stats and... Um, they are basically presented in a list that shows how each country is doing. Um, so I think you just have to do a level, really, guys, and then that will automatically unlock. Uh, looter. Collect all the loot in any mission. I'll, I'll give you the trophy on this one. 5.6, very rare bronze trophy. Uh, do the first level, it's really easy. King of Looters. Collect all the loot in every mission. Um... That doesn't take long, to be honest. You've just got to keep your eyes open. Loot comes in the form of car boots. Uh, you get some when you kill zombies, but I don't think that counts towards it. Um, there are little boxes with flashing lights on. Uh, there's a red box, a blue box, and a yellow box. Uh, yellow is money, red is experience, and blue is items. And uh, there are the aforementioned armor boxes, which give you money and armor. Now, this is different than the PS3 game. Um, Memento Collector. They're like little photographs, guys. Um, easy enough to find. They added them into here because I think they changed some of the trophies around when, I, when they made the Apocalypse Edition. Um, I think there is one in every level. Find them all and you get this trophy. It is a gold ultra rare at 0.9. Now, the Road to Devastation. 
I'm not sure I like this one, guys. I really don't. Um, it's not my kind of thing. I'm so used to playing the base game, and the Road to Devastation changes the rules a bit. You have one life, um, and you go through rounds. So you start in the safe room, and you head up out of the safe room, and you're given three choices. Uh, so let's say for the top choice, for instance, is the armor and money route. So you go through that door, um, and then you're given two more doors. One is the armor route. No, sorry, the health route, health and money route. One is the health route, one is the money route. So say you pick the money route, you go through there, you get lots of money. Then you end up back in your beginning room, and that is round one done. Now, when you start round two, you cannot go through the health and money route. You have to pick another route. So to the left is the um, items and weapon route. So you go through there, pick either items or weapons, end up back in the room. Now, when you've done this, you can, if you want, go back through the health and money route. So it works like that. It's basically a big loop on yourself. Um, now, you can either do this. Um, there is a, I think it is called Endless. Um, and that will let you just carry on and on and on. And then there is um, Arcade. Now, Arcade only has five rounds. There is a trophy still in the game. Survive to round five. Um, Never Give Up is Survive to round ten. Um, which is really hard, guys. I did not enjoy doing that at all. And I had a bit of help from my friend Dave at work, who actually also helped me do the co-op. So thanks for that, Dave. I appreciate it. Um, and keep it up. Complete a round with a kills per minute rate of 100 or more. So you have to kill things really fast. Uh, in the end of the uh, sections, there are basically kill rooms with lots and lots of zombies that come pouring in and you have to kill those as quick as possible. That one is a 0.9% ultra rare trophy. So once again, thanks for your help with that, Dave. Um, you know, sometimes, guys... My reflexes aren't what they used to be, you know, and sometimes I can't get my head around things and I couldn't get my head around it. I kept playing it like it was the base game and you have to play it a different way, if that makes sense to people. Um, combo Master, get the Apocalypse Combo Kill Bonus, 150 kills. Again, just kill things as quick as you can. That one isn't too difficult, I have to say. Dynamic Duo, complete a round in co-op without either player taking damage. Um, easy enough, me and Dave did this one uh, completely by accident, we weren't even thinking about it, we just went through a level and just happened to do it and found them, find all the ego tape emblems, that is a 0.9 ultra rare, there are little plates on the ground and you hit them to get either money or experience out of them, find all of those, um, it is what is that word, cumulative I believe it is guys where once you've done it, you don't have to do it again. Once they're found, they are found. Um, so yeah, all of those trophies, um, starting from still in the game, which is survived around 10, are all to do with uh, the Road to Devastation. Now, on the PS3 and the Vita, they are add-ons to the trophy list. You don't need those to get the Platinum. Um, but in the Apocalypse Edition on the PS4, you do. Um, so yeah, money... Money is used to buy weapons, and each weapon has upgrade slots, so the rifle has power, um, speed, you know, how fast it fires, 
and also how much ammo you get. You have to buy your ammo, uh, apart from the rifle, which is unlimited ammo, all other weapons you have to buy the ammo. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, that is Dead Nation. It is a really good game, guys, and uh, I think it's well worth playing through. So once I get the chance to go through on co-op on the uh, Vita, I will do. I'm very sorry about the dog barking. I think somebody's just come in. Um, so, yeah, Dead Nation, good game, guys. I really enjoy it, even better because it was free. Um, but to be honest, from what I'd heard about it, I probably would have bought it anyway. But that's it for this week, guys. Um, quite a long one this week. Very sorry. Um, hope you enjoyed, as always, Sidders1978 on the PSN, Sid at Proven Gamer on the email, uh, through the Facebook group or at Sydney on Twitter. So, yeah, enjoy, guys. Uh, talk to you soon and keep getting those trophies. Bye. And we're back. All right. Thank you, Sid. Now, thank you, Sid. Now we can go into our housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. All right. Steven? Yes, that's me. I'm throwing you. Under the wheels of the bus. They go round and round. You have proposed that we could uh, condense housekeeping a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to take a break this week, and I'm going to let you do the housekeeping. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the housekeeping proper, we do have a couple of sponsors we want to talk about. The first one we're going to talk about is Extra Life. Extra Life is a charity organization dedicated to raising money for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. If you'd like to get involved, you can go to extra-life.org and sign up and raise money for your own local hospital that is affiliated. Or you can go to provengamer.com and click on our Extra Life little banner that we have there and donate to our team and to our cause for the end of the year. At the end of the year, November, we do a 24-hour stream uh, where we try and raise a ton of money at once, but you could start helping even now this early. Our other sponsor is Amazon. Amazon uh, allows us to uh, have little banners on our website. Again, if you go to provinggamer.com and you click on an Amazon ad, it'll bring you to Amazon like normal, do your shopping like normal, and the website gets a little kickback. Also, if you have Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime. What's Twitch Prime? Well, that's a way that you can support your favorite Twitch streamers for absolutely nothing. So, using your Amazon Prime Twitch Prime subscription, go to uh, twitch.tv slash provinggamer and just, boop, click subscribe. Remember, you have to do it every single month. Costs you nothing, remember that, except for your Amazon Prime subscription, which you already have. Also, we are now a proud partner of Humble Bundle. Uh, Humble Bundle, it's, it's... it's really a really cool thing, okay? I, I actually have purchased games off of Humble, Humble Bundle. Developers pr- uh, and pr- publishers donate a bunch of codes to Humble Bundle, and some of them are themed and whatnot. And you spent, you just donate money to it, and then you get some codes. If you meet the average donation, uh, which is set after a couple of hours, a couple of days, or whatever, um, then you get a higher tier, and so on and so forth. But it, it's a really cool way to put a bunch of games in your library sometimes they have ps4 codes xbox codes most of the time it's steam codes but you can do that if you go to actually in the description of this podcast there will be a link that you can click that will take you to the proven gamer official humble bundle link there 
Um, and then you and, can, I'll, and I'll also put one on Proven Gamer proper. Yep, it'll be also be on ProvenGamer.com, so you could support I, us that I, way as well. And I want to be clear about something real quick because I know that the Humble Bundle uh, thing is fairly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you buy, if you go through our link, uh, when you buy the the set tier that you want of games, you still support charity. Yes. In this case, when you purchase things through Humble Bundle through Proven Gamer, uh, you are by default supporting Extra Life. But you can choose what charity you want to donate to. Also, when you do that, uh, full disclosure, it is helping Proven Gamer at the same time. Right. So by going through our Humble Bundle uh, link, you're helping a charity of your choice. Like I said, by default, it is Extra Life, but you can change to whatever you want. And you are also supporting Proven Gamer at the same time. Definitely a really, uh, it's a definitely a very cool way to get games and help other people. So look forward to that. All right. Now, you never write any of the actual contact information on here except for the phone number. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I know it by memory, so. (laughs) Well, whatever. Anyway, uh, if you want to be a part of the Proven Gamer family, please remember that you can go to ProvenGamer.com and you can click on the Help Wanted uh, tab there at the top right. We're always looking for new writers, uh, podcasters, video content creators, editors, and whatnot. Video editors, that means. Um, So, yeah, again, go to ProvenGamer.com, top right, click that Help Wanted, fill out an application, and Tricky will get to you. ASAP. If you want to be a part of the show, you can write into us at trophyhorrors at provengamer.com question mark. Correct. There you go. Trophyhorrors at provengamer.com. You could also call us out our phone number, which is 330 proven nine. That's 330-776-8369. Or you can click on the speak pipe app little dongle th- uh, what do you call them there? The widget on the, on our website. Nope. And it's you- also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's on our Facebook page as well. You could leave us a message and we'll listen to it. And if it's not completely incoherent, we'll play it on the show. It's been a while, so use it. Do it. It's fun. You said dongle. Uh, I did say dongle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So on to our other shows. We do have other podcasts as part of the Proven Gamer Network. We have PG Spoilers, which we are going to be making one very soon. And you, that's you, listener, you can make your own as well. Uh, just record a podcast, sync it up nice, and send it to us, and we'll put it on. Yeah, Homer. Yeah. Yeah, Homer. No! Uh, we'll put it on uh, on the network. Uh, we also have the Smart Marks, which is a professional wrestling podcast. We have Nintendo Dual Screens, which uh, me and uh, Andy Azimakis, uh we host that show. We have Game Stuff, a, a general games discussion podcast as well. You could find all of those on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, really anywhere where you could find podcasts. However, this show, Trophy Horrors, and the Smart Marks are streaming on iHeartRadio for your enjoyment. So please remember, subscribe to the show's Leave us a review and a comment there and all that stuff. Rate us five stars if you love us. PlayStation communities. We have a couple here. We have the Proven Gamer PlayStation 4 community, which you can find. Just look for Proven Gamer. Oh, we have a winner. We have the Proven Gamer PlayStation 4 community. We also have the Trophy Whores Proven Gamer community, which is the T-Dubs brothel. Uh, because Shuhei won't let us say whores on the PlayStation Network. Shuhei, Probably did you get for... that right? I did. I, do- I love me some Shuhei Yoshida. I love him. I love him so much. I'll give him a big hug. Uh, Yield has his own little community called the Platinum Guilds. Every time you get a Platinum Trophy, go over there and post it, brag about it, talk about it. Everybody's uh, pretty positive over there. Um, that's it. That's what I got. Uh, let's do some shoutouts. What do you say there, uh, Tricky? Do you want to start us off with some shoutouts? 
Wow, I'm going first on shoutouts? Yeah, you are. That, that's weird. Uh, give a shout-out to Sweet Mama D, who's currently in Pennsylvania with her mommy uh, on spring break. Shout-out to the goddess, who is behind me uh, somewhere. I can't see because I don't have my camera on. Uh, who was very nice to let me and Mr. Steven go to a Rangers game yesterday. Oh, yeah. Real nice. It was more like torture. <laughs> it was a good game. <laughs> the first period. Until the third good. period. <laughs> Until the third period, <laughs> you probably uh, you probably uh, would have been better off going to see the Texas Rangers play. <laughs> yes, at, th- you know, at you this tried point that of joke the year, on that's, Facebook. That's an inside joke from Facebook. So if you're not, if you don't like yet like the uh, Proven Gamer or Trophy Horse group, isn't Trophy Horse? I think go go like Trophy Horse and join yeah. the group. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. You are the the fuel that keeps this fire going. You uh, son of a bitch! You, you stole the- my line. I did. Well, I guess I shouldn't That's go first. That's my then, thing. Huh? <laughs> Shout out to Athena, who likes to play in the mud. That dog, and she doesn't even clean carpets. <laughs> what a waste! <laughs> Shout out to uh, the wife of Stephen, who is very, very patient with Tricky. Uh, <laughs> I know I annoy her sometimes, all the phone calls and conversations I have with Steven. Uh, <laughs> but I want to give a huge shout out to Steven because, uh, and th- this isn't kissing your ass, Steven, but you have gone above and beyond my expectations of when you came on the site, all the work you put in, all the conversations we have. Uh, Steven, actually, I met Steven through a Facebook group, and he became my play-by-play Facebook messenger announcer. Uh, he's failed at that job this year, but we I give him because it's depressing. Uh, give him a pass. Tricky. It's depressing. Well, I give him a pass because he does have Sweet Mama P at home, and that that does take up a lot of time. But if we make the playoffs, I expect you to be at your job, sir. Yes, yes, of course. Um, uh, and sh- a torp you to yield, who decided uh to miss a second week in a sh- second week in a row. It happened. To be fair, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Well, even if he did record last week, people would not have heard him talk. But his uh, his computer died on him last week, so he did show up to record. It's yeah. just he could not physically record. And this week he's not here because we're recording on a Monday. But even if we recorded on a Sunday, he still wasn't going to do because he had to work. So, mm. but with that being said, I'm closing out my shoutouts. Thank you, everybody, for listening, Alex. As always, I want to give a shout out to the listeners who uh, you guys have boosted this uh, this show so much, uh, supported it so much over the years, and pushed it to where it currently is. And you're going to push it even further. Uh, without you all, we would not do this. Um, we enjoy talking to each other, but quite frankly, um, if we did not have you all supporting us, we could not grow the community as we have. So thank you all very much for supporting Trophy Horse. And I do have a few questions I wanted to ask, uh, particularly people who are playing Shadow of the Colossus. Just kind of... Uh, Feel free to, you know, tweet at me with this or email us, uh, trophyhorse at provengamer.com, as well as um, put something, uh, maybe I'll put something in the Facebook group, but uh, just reach out to us any way you can. Two questions from Shadow Colossus. Uh, so Colossus 12, uh, his lair is this kind of giant lake uh, on top of a waterfall. Uh, the only problem is, is the lake is completely um, sealed off. There needs, There's no kind of like tributary or anything kind of... Um, putting water seemingly into this lake. So you would figure at the top of a waterfall, eventually it would drain because all the water would go over the waterfall. Does anyone have an answer for this? Uh, just kind of... It's pee. It's pee? 
The, well, the, the Colossus <laughs> must drink a lot of diet soda. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. We're saying it's pee that the Colossus is filling the lake with his, with his pee. That's why it's so warm. Oh, my God. Um, all right, this is all going to be have to take it out of the show now. No, it's now. not. <laughs> no, no. Uh, also, uh, I had a question. Uh, so Colossus 11 and Colossus 14 are uh, referred to as developers and popular uh, belief on Wikipedia as a uh, uh, lion and a uh, Cerberus or a dog. However, I think Colossus 11 looks like a warthog because of his tusks, and Colossus 14 looks like a lion with his mane. So definitely reach out to me, uh, my own personal, uh, I just kind of want to know how you all feel about this, because I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, as uh, Mugatu from New Zealander would say. So uh, reach out to us with those questions. Uh, as Again, thank you all very much for listening to Trophy Horse every week. We appreciate you all. Uh, we appreciate Steven for all the work that he does. Uh, and all, and he probably has to put up a tricky more than any of us besides the goddess. So, uh, I am, I am ungodly close to tricky geographically. Oh God. That sounds awful. <laughs> 20, tw- 20 minute drive. That sounds like you're <laughs> stuck in a bathroom with tricky as he's un- disrobing. <laughs> uh, give a shout out to yield who could not be here this week. Uh, a shout out uh, to tricky for, uh, pushing through his frustrations with Skype and his computer uh, to record. And uh, yeah, that is going to be it for me. All right. All right, Steven, before you do your shout outs, I just want to say I will not be here for next week's show. I'm apparently going back to the garden for more torture as I'm taking my daughter to a Rangers game next week. So I won't be on next week's show. Got it. All right. My shout outs real quickly. Shout out to my, uh, my wife who is currently dealing with a very cranky, uh, seven-month-old baby. For some reason, she's not having a very good day today, but that's all right. Um, shout out to uh, to you guys. Thank you so much for for doing the show every week and allowing me to be a part of it. Um, I know Tricky, you you look at me as as one of the core hosts, and I do appreciate that. Um, even though I can't show up as often as I would like to, as always, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, write and host podcasts here on Proven Gamer. Um, shout out to the listeners. Thank you so much. And uh, shout out. I want to do a special shout out here to Andy, my co-host on Dual Screens, because he has been working his tail off on securing a lot of really cool content for us to do on that show. Um, if you haven't checked it out, please do. Um, he's We're putting a lot of work into that, and Andy especially has been putting a lot of work into that. Um, so yeah, that that's where I'm going to end off. Thank you so much again for allowing me to do this. Really do appreciate it. And I guess trick. So if there's nothing else, <laughs> until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. You gonna say goodbye, Steven? Shh. Let them wait. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs>